take a seat for me. Thank you. Well, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Linda, um, and I'm part of the church family here at St. John's. Um, and those of you who don't know our vicar, that was our vicar doing the moves, just so you know, and on the drum kit as well, just so you know that. Um, so <clears throat> Mike has already mentioned that we, are, we were in a series, today's the last one of our series in the Psalms. We called it Summer Psalms, Moving in the Right Direction. And for those of you that may have missed the past few weeks, and to our young people, it is lovely to have our young people in here with us. It really, really is. Um, I just want to give you a quick summary of where we've been. So we have been on a journey with, with God's people as they took that uh, trip to the place of worship in Jerusalem, as Mike mentioned, and they were probably marching as we were. And... Through all of that, we have seen that the Lord Jesus is a relational God. Okay, he's relational. That's what our God is. Um, sorry, guys, I'm going to pause there because I can see Bibles are coming round. So put your hand up if you want a Bible. <clears throat> and young people, there's something for you coming round as well. So just give, thank you. Thank you. Welcome, team. They're doing a grand job. Everybody's got a clipboard, pens. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you, welcome team. Thank you. And wardens, thank you. Okay, so I think everybody who wanted a Bible, they've got one handy, yeah? All the young people have got clipboards and such like. Wonderful. Okay. So, we have seen on our journey that Jesus is relational. Um, when we started our series, we saw that he answered our cries. We also saw that he is our ultimate help. He continually watches over, guards, keeps, and protects each one of us. And as James shared last week, because he is the one who leads us home. Now today, we're going to look at or consider the reason why he does all of this. And it's because... He is the one who calls us family. Before we open up the scriptures this morning, I just want us to pray together, if that's okay. Our Father, we thank you for the Bible. We thank you for the truth that it contains. And we appreciate that the Psalms were written thousands and thousands of years ago, but they are still important to us today. So we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would just teach us everything that we need to know. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So this morning, I have some of the young people who are gonna come forward and help me read the scriptures. So young people, you know who you are. We've got Grace, we've got Finley, we've got Miriam, and we've got Daniel coming forward to read the scriptures for us this morning. Okay, do you want to come to the lectern, guys? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Right, Grace, I've got a couple of questions. I'm just going to tell you what page it's on, Grace. Okay. I think that'll be all right at the lectern, actually. Thanks, Mike. 624, if you could just. This is Psalm 127, page 624 in the Bibles. And verse 1. Unless the Lord builds the house, 
the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring are a reward from him, like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them, they will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. wonderful having them opening up the scriptures you can take your seats guys give them a little clap as they go back it's scary birth of a child. <laughs> the birth of a child is truly miraculous, isn't it? Um, children, as it said in verse three of our reading that Miriam shared with us, are a gift from God. And this got me thinking this week, you know, why should God give us such a precious gift? And what does it reveal about God himself, the giver of that gift? And I think it reveals quite a lot actually. In the beginning of the Bible, in Genesis chapter one, in verse 26, we see family in the Trinity. We see God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And these are the words that recorded for us in verse 26 of Genesis one. Let us Make every human being in our image and in our likeness. And I love how the Living Bible talks about that making in Psalm 139 with these words. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit them together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. It is amazing to think about. Your workmanship is marvelous and how well I know it. You were there while I was being formed in utter seclusion. You saw me before I was born and scheduled each day of my life before I began to breathe. Every day was recorded in your book. Let's just pause for a minute and think about that for every single one of us. Almighty God has made us in a unique and special way. Now, like me, you might wonder, well, what was God's purpose in this whole miraculous event? Well, I think the answer is that God is making a family. Now, families are everywhere. As young children, I'm sure most of us can remember, that we may have played with various toys, various family types of toys. 
Now, I'm going to ask a show of hands, so don't let me down here. Does anybody remember playing with the Sylvanian family? Oh, yes, it's a certain age. Oh, I don't know, actually. Chloe? Yeah? Oh, I thought they'd gone out of fashion. Oh, wow. The Sylvanian family. Okay. Well, I have a little family that I'm just going to plonk on here, just for the visual aspect. Somebody very special bought me this family, so I just want to share it today. That's their little home for now, okay? This is the family. Isn't it lovely? This lives on my bookshelf normally, the carrot family. And many of you will know a special supermarket. I'm not going to do advertising for the supermarket, but you know who it is, okay? That's where you can get this if you ever wanted it. So the carrot family. So family is the building block of society. Um, and I believe that the central message of that psalm that our young people read for us is that we are to see that the house that the psalmist is referring to is the family of God. Now, the, the psalmist wants us to understand, I think, one profound truth. And if you remember nothing else of what I say, I just ask you to remember this, that the same God that made each and every one of us with the love and care and attention to detail is the same Jesus who is building his church the family of Almighty God. And this family is so precious to God that we know, don't we, that he sent his own son to die for each and every one of us. And as he died, those of us that are Christians, we've received his life-giving spirit and we have been born again. So not only, young people, are we children of mum and dad, we're actually children of Almighty God made possible by believing in Jesus. Now, I think the welcome team, did you give out the clipboards? I need my glasses for this. Can you hold your clipboards up, those young people that have got clipboards? Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Great job, great job. Okay, you've got to the end of me speaking to, to finish it all, but I don't want to rush you or anything. What the young people are filling in are the words, I'll read them to us. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labour in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stay awake in vain. The psalm is a reminder that everything we do must be done by and through the Lord. Now, I don't know about you, if any of you have got children in here. When our children were young, sorry to embarrass any of our children that are here today, um, we used to watch a cartoon called Bob the Builder. And we bought Builder toys, Builder clothes, Builder, Bob the Builder bedding. I don't know if we got as far as doing the curtains, but maybe. Now, what I loved about sitting through all of those episodes of Bob the Builder was the mantra that was mentioned in every episode. And I'm sure you all know it. It goes like this. Look, everybody grinning. Bob the Builder, can we fix it? Bob the Builder, yes, we can. 
Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Goodness, this wasn't even rehearsed. I love it. Now, that is exactly the mantra. That's all I can remember about it. I can't remember anything else of it. But the truth is, Bob the Builder, each and every one of us, we can't, we can't fix everything. And in fact, in all seriousness, when we look at that psalm, it starts off by really telling us, if the Lord is not the builder, then the people that are building are working for nothing. If the Lord is not the guard, then the guards literally are watching for nothing. Psalm 127 is a reminder for each and every one of us that Jesus wants full involvement in our lives. Now, I just want us to think about our lives for a minute. Jesus wants us to bring him into every single part of our lives. Our sleeping, our waking, our entertainment, our activities, our friendships, whether we're at school, college, university, work, on our holidays, everywhere. Jesus wants us to be, he wants to be brought into every single part of our life. And he not only wants to be brought into it, he wants us to dwell with him. For us to be just dwelling with him, he wants us in that primary place of dwelling. He wants to be our sense of identity, our security, and our place in the world. Now, in all honesty, we can't reasonably hope to have a fulfilling life without Jesus. We can do a great job at that because I'm sure that people in this room have come to Jesus at different stages of life and I'm sure until Jesus found you or you found Jesus, you managed to navigate okay. But the truth is, we need his guidance and protection over our family and over our church family. Otherwise, all that we accomplish in life will be for nothing. Now, I'm sure every person sitting here would agree. Human beings are really clever. We can do so much. And the reason we can do so much is because we have been made in the image and the likeness of Almighty God. We can build and we can watch. We can do all of those things in our own strength. But as life goes on, as every year I get older, I really, really, really have started to believe that it is only by having a life grounded in Jesus Christ that we will have any kind of success that is really worth anything. So church family, I just pray that for all of us, we would meditate on the words of Psalm 127 and be very, very sure of who our builder is. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the builder of the entire universe. We ask that you would be the builder of our lives. Jesus, we ask that you would be the center and the foundation. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you would continually lead and guide us every step of the way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.